Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, we have none other than best-selling author, Paul Jameson. How's it going, Paul? What's up, guys? Really good. <laughs> that's good. We had some technical difficulties. Seems like that's kind of been a thing every now and again on some podcasts over the over the years, <laughs> uh, various forms. But uh, you know, we, we got it all figured out. So we're trying to. We're, it's all about getting the best quality, right, Paul? We're trying to get the highest quality for our listeners, for everyone out there, because they're listening to this stuff and they don't want to hear whatever. Like you know, they don't want to be elevating the volume like our last podcast we did it just wasn't <laughs> sounding that well apparently sounded great on my end but not on your end because we whatever it's you know, all good Nate. it's all good we got it all figured new out chapter yes new chapter. new chapter we got it all figured out speaking of new chapters <laughs> <laughs> see that <laughs> got that segue going on <laughs> I set you up twice. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> what's your new book there, Paul? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we got Paul in the Broadcasting episode. Broadcasting school really is paying off, folks. Yeah. Best, <laughs> uh, go ahead, Paul. Business Practices for Landscapers is the name of the book. I, I do have a share of technical difficulty, though. I, I think I have the championship belt for the, the blooper of the technology when we were at Toro, I called Payjack up and I was like, hey, because I knew he lived in Chicago. I was like, how far would it take you to get to Minnesota? Because I need I need someone to help me record an interview right. at Toro. And you know Payjack, just a, a, a generous guy. I'll be there. I'll be there. Don't worry. You know, I didn't realize how far he had to drive. So he drives all the way over there and we go to the hotel and I was like, I don't want to be like overbearing, but I I sit John down at the hotel and I'm like, listen, you got one job. All right. Just please hit record. And then I literally, we literally have this conversation at the hotel the night before. I was like, I'll get your home. I know he snores. So I was like, I'll get your own hotel room. Yeah. I took him out to dinner. Everything. I was like, Just don't forget to hit record. You got yeah. it. I got it. I was showing him the cameras. Like you hit right here, the red button. And uh, so anyway, we go, we do the interview with Toro is knocked it out of the park. And I look at the, Roadcasters all triple zero. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, Jack's face turned white, white as a ghost. Oh, and um, man. I was like, it's all good, man. It, it really, the guys at Tor were like, it's all good. We, we just shot it again. And Ugh. it's a funny story now. So yeah, all yeah. the other technological difficulties are so minor compared to that. That was the biggest <laughs> interview of my career at that yeah, point. Right. And we didn't even hit record. So yeah. Yeah, for for sure. I, <laughs> that's rough. Thanks for taking one for the team for for us all because now we're all like super paranoid and checking those checking those uh those timestamps, make sure it's rolling. So I, I was rambling onto your deck with uh, Charles Nelson. Yeah, and, and I uh, looked. Every time you walked over and hit record. So yeah, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> well, you know, we we get well in that situation. I mean, give yourself a little bit of slack. You know, you kind of get fired up and grit. You know, all kinds of stuffs going on. Sometimes it's hard to to stay on track. Or Everything. So it's all good. Anyway, we, we got everything going. Sounds good on my end. Hopefully it sounds good on your end. I, you know, I'm recording it on my board. So I sound good. You sound good. That's clutch. If you're going to record something after this, which I believe you are, then hopefully it will sound good on your end. So we can kind of redeem ourselves with the quality, you know, uh, we're just always trying to elevate everything for everybody. So I wanted you on the show as soon as your book got released, because now you've got two books, so your first book was Cut That Grass, Make That Cash, right? What was that yep. one about? 
so that one was about my lawn care story, which you know probably better than anybody because you really helped me kind of mid mid season mid middle middle of my career. You kind of came in as a friend consultant, but um, I my, my lawn care business I was the truck in the truck except I had a 1997 Honda Accord, <laughs> so. I started and I didn't have the relational intelligence that you had of, of hiring people and, and, you know, doing retail management. You know, my best jobs at that point where I worked at a, a, a burger place called Best Burger and um, I worked at the dining hall in college. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like low entry <laughs> jobs, you know, yeah. <laughs> to go to, <laughs> I, I wasn't even elevated to where I could flip the burger. People, oh, you're the burger's like, no, I was on the fry machine. I just put the fry thing in there and took out the onion rings. Oh. And, uh, I got fired at that job. So oh, <laughs> the lawn care oh, was. <laughs> yeah, Marty, Marty was my boss. It's not Mr. Producer Marty, but I put the trash bag in. Did I ever tell you this story? No. I mean, you, you got to be in a low point of life to get fired from Best Burger. You know? Oh, man. From changing garbage bags. Oh, okay. All right. So they, we had these huge garbage bags. And people throw it. People, you should never throw your Coke into a trash bag. You should, like, empty out the liquid. But people do it all day long. They'll drink half of it. You know what I mean? Right. Throw it in there and they're right. ketchup, vinegar. That, them things are ragged. Yeah. So I, we you need that a, three ply instead of that two yeah, no, ply. Was, you know, they, you need the it was huge, heavy, uh, heavy, heavy duty yeah. black trash bag. Yeah. So it was my responsibility at the end of the night to take out all the trash. So I go in huge trash bags and I, I take the trash out or whatever and I put the new one in and it's not opening. And so I just kind of. <laughs> made my own little hole and opened it. But what I didn't realize was I opened the bottom. Uh, <laughs> the other side was the top. So then uh, all these customers come and they put all their thing in. And then when, anyway, the trash just went right through and my boss was furious. Oh man. And then, uh, I go back in Monday to look at my schedule and they, I usually work like five days a week and my name wasn't on there. Oh, man. So I was like, Hey, you forget about me or something that they're like, no. And I, I didn't get the picture that I was fired. So then I come back in the next week and I look, I was like, Hey, you know, what's going on? And they're like, well, you know, you don't work here anymore, Paul. And I was like, Oh, oh, man. oh man, they couldn't even tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, they told me, I just didn't pick up. Yeah. You know, what they were putting, right. They were trying to, like me anyway. in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chapter. Uh, Chapter. Oh, but here's my point. I didn't, I didn't come in with business IQ, business knowledge. I, I came in working entry-level jobs and then going from that and learning to pay quarterly taxes and, and charging the right price. And I mean, all the things we know as business owners, I didn't know any of that stuff. And so right. I wrote a book about my story from starting with uh, putting a, a, a Walmart fold-down mower, not even self-propelled, in the, in the trunk of a 1997 Honda Accord, so eventually working on some very, very nice properties and, and building a, a respectable business. Um, that book's called Cut That Grass, Make That Catch. It's my storyline and then what I learned along the way. I wanted to share, if I, the book would have been too long and I didn't want to overwhelm people with a, like, a book that's just like an encyclopedia. Yeah. So I wanted to also write what I learned from you, what I learned from Caleb Wallman, what I learned from um, Andy Mulder and all these guys in our industry that have we have so much um, – intelligence that have gone before us that I've learned from. And so I was like, I'll make that a separate book. And I did, it's called best pra business practices for landscapers. And it's what I've learned from others. So the first book was what I learned from my own foolish mistakes. The second book's actually what I learned from others 
who actually are successful and doing well. And then I just try to emulate that into my life. Yeah. Gotcha. So then what is book number two about then? So so that's what it's the best practices. It's what guys that are doing well, how, what are they doing well? And so here, and I'm going to read you some of these questions. And I I actually got a lot of, I asked for a lot of critique and and, um, helpful feedback from my first book. And one of the pieces of feedback I got was like, give us a call to action after each chapter. Like what's the summarize the chapter basically. I was like, that's a really good idea. So what I did with this next book, each chapter is like one topic of something that some business is doing well, what we can learn from that. And then at the end of each chapter, I ask a a call to action takeaway question. So here's some of those questions. What would you like to see changed about your business? We tackle that. Yeah. How How can you add more value to your customers? Who has opened doors for you? What doors can you open for others? What is your plan to improve valuable relationships in your life? What are your dreams? What are your measurable goals to get from here to there? What is your plan to improve company culture? What trends have you noticed lately? How can your business benefit from these tendencies? What are you doing to surround yourself with positive people who challenge you to live a better life? What can you do in your business to increase efficiency? What information can you gather to help make you better? More, pardon me. What information can you gather to help you make better, more informed decisions in the future? What is one thing you could do better in your business? How can you improve your people skills? And what are you made for? What's God's destiny for your business, for your life? So we answer all those questions in the book. And so, then I ask the question to the reader so you can answer it in your own business and, and life. Gotcha. So like each of those is like its own chapter that you kind of dive into. Yeah. Each of those is a chapter at the end of each. Those chapter, are all the chapters. Those, gotcha. those are, yeah, yeah. I just summarized each chapter. So, that's that's what the book's about, and uh, Mr. Producer edited it, so um, I wrote it, he edited it, and um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome, Paul. So how how what I what I wanted to really know too was how and, and for those of you that if you're this is the first time listening to this podcast, first of all, thank you, appreciate you you guys listening. Hopefully, you will uh, click follow, subscribe, and and get notifications to keep on listening. Also, with Paul Jamison, the Green Industry Podcast, he's got a, a tremendous podcast as well. But if you want to know more about Paul's story, definitely go on my YouTube channel at LCR Long Care Rookie, and I have a series called Get to Know the Pro. And I went to Atlanta and hung out with Paul in, in the radio studio that he worked for right when he was actually coincidentally starting his podcast too. And we recorded a, like a two-hour episode, broke into a couple of different episodes. Yeah, it was the first interview, so it was an awesome experience, and we really I was able to capture all of Paul's story on video. Um, so you guys can definitely check that out if you want all of like the all the details, the background, all of Paul's story and everything he's done from like way back before lawn care all the way to, well, at that point to, um, starting the pot about to start a podcast or whatever. But, but since then there's obviously been a time jump and your podcast has exploded and you've written two books now. So what I want to know is how did Paul Jameson go from ripping holes in the garbage bag from the wrong end to being a best-selling author of two books?
As my business grows and I plan to send guys out on their own, I've been looking into tracking software for trucks. I've partnered with GPS Track It to explore this option and share my experiences with you guys. So follow along on Instagram at Long Care Rookie, as well as this podcast as I update you with my results. GPS Track It is a software that can pretty much track almost anything on your truck. You can, you know, see the mileage, uh, gas, idle time, obviously where it's going, when, and you can get traffic updates, alerts, try and figure out maybe better routes. So it's just all around going to make your your work, your fleet, your work trucks, and everything more efficient. So I'm just diving into this and exploring more and more options of ways that I can track different things and reports that you can generate. You can have alerts daily, weekly, monthly, and so on so that you can get this information uh, and keep track of it to really manage your fleet. So it's something as you're growing uh, for you to really be as efficient as possible. So go ahead in the link um, in the show description and you can check out GPS Track It for yourself. Click on that link and go ahead and uh, figure out if this is something that you want to explore yourself and get a tour. How'd that yeah, happen? Well, <laughs> so uh, 2018, you were a part of this storyline. I was, um, the, the yards that I do in, na- in the neighborhoods that I work in, the, the grass portion is actually pretty small. They're not big grass. But then you got all your bushes and seasonal flowers. And there's there's a lot of what we call landscaping. But it's not like when I was up in Virginia in Midlothian, like your guys' yards are pretty big. Um, Atlanta, just in one county where I worked in, over a million people lived in this one county. That's that's in a suburb. That's not downtown. Downtown's multiple million. So anyway, the houses are on top of each other. And until you get out further from where I work, that's when the yards, you know, you you lay down a 72 inch right or you know 60 inch more but where i worked the yards were small so i'm mowing away with a 30 inch toro time master <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> inside uh, joke with yeah but um so that was my biggest mower and even though the yards were small there were still a few yards that i picked up that were you know four thousand five thousand square feet and so a 30 inch mower just wasn't smart for those yards. So I was in this predicament. Do I let those customers go and stick with the, you know, 1500 little square foot yard or 2000 square foot yard with a gate in the back? I had no problem using a 30 inch Toro Time Master. And um, we actually have multiple of those. So our friend Brian rings like, you need to get a 48. You're being stupid. You need efficiency. 48. <laughs> Polly calls me Polly. You get a 48. And I'm like, you know, that can be over $10,000. I was looking at the X Mark 48 because that's what, um, I, I long story short, my friend had one of those that he would loan me all the time. I would just use yeah. it, but I was thinking of buying my own. And I'm like, but it's only for like two or three yards. Maybe I'll just let the yards go, whatever. I was, I was really in the predicament and you probably remember this cause I'm uh rings just fighting me on it. He's like, you gotta <laughs> get a bigger mower, Polly. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, he messaged me one day and he's like, Hey, I got, I'm going to give you a 48 inch mower. That way you stop complaining about the price. So I'm going to give it to you for free. And I'm going to give you a trailer to haul it. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, I'm serious. He's like, come up to Minnesota and get it. So I fly up there. He picks me up in a caddy, takes me through Minnesota. <laughs> we go to Culver's. And um, I didn't even know how to drive the 48. You know what I mean? So he taught me. It was, it was a great time. Well, the next day I start driving back to Atlanta. I'm in, um, I'm in Minnesota. Then I'm in Wisconsin. Then I'm in Illinois. 
by downtown Chicago. And then after like two hours in Illinois, it opens up into nothing. It's just cornfields. And I mean, nothing. It's like, you don't even see another car on the highway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm driving this U-Haul with a trailer on it and a, and the mower. And at that point, my life was a rat in a wheel. Um, I was working at a radio station. I was running my lawn care business. I just didn't have time to think. I just, I was always on the go. And so this trip was transformational for me because I was able to just like take a deep breath and be like, get, get my entrepreneurial tendencies back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm driving through Illinois. I'm in the cornfield and I have a, a vision. So it's like at night when you're dreaming, I don't know if you're those listening, some people dream, some people don't as much, but you're, you're sleeping and you kind of watch a movie when you have a dream. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Does that yeah. makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. You're well, like, you're dream. like daydreaming. <laughs> Your day yeah, I guess you, yeah. yeah I, I guess you could say yeah. that, but it was like for real. Like yeah. I, I wasn't, I went somewhere and I'm watching a movie play out before me. This is in the middle of the day while I'm driving down the highway and I'm not crashing. <laughs> and uh, in the, in the movie, I'm seeing guys in Arkansas and all over and they're in pickup trucks and they're, they're like media CD player is playing and I'm talking about business and lawn care and, and I'm watching this. And I'm like, that's me. That's me. And it's random guys. I don't even know who they are. And they're in their truck and then they're in their shop. And I just keep watching random guys. And it was, I could tell different cities, different trucks, different shops, and they're listening to me. And so, and I'm watching this. And and again, I don't know. I think like, I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden the vision ends and I'm still, I'm driving down the highway. And I was like, what was that? And then I actually heard the Lord speak to me and said, if you build it, they will listen. And I, I was surrounded by cornfields, and I instantly knew the field of dreams. Right. If you build the baseball field, the baseball players come, if you ever watch the movie. Yeah. So I knew if I start a podcast, people are going to listen. And podcasting back then, it was only Julio Tomei. Stan Genetic had retired from podcasting. There was one podcast Yeah. that I, that I think that's all there was. And, and God bless Julio. He's been right. grinding it for, for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like it was popular like it is now. Everyone and their brother has a podcast, which, which is cool. I'm, I'm all about that. But it wasn't a big deal. So I started the podcast and people started listening. People started listening. Next thing you know, it started getting in the, the top 100. You know, we're getting tens of thousands of downloads a month. I just looked last month. We were 46,000 downloads talking about lawn care. And I was just like, wow. And so the biggest brands in the industry, Toro, Echo, you know, Kohler Engines, and, and I get the list goes on and on and on. They sponsor the show. And so now I, I started, I had a platform where I'm having these 15-year-old kids, 13-year-old kids going through puberty, you know, like they'll be like, sounding like a girl, you know, I'm like, hi, Paul, listen to your podcast. Thanks so much. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and I feel like a, a weight of responsibility, like <laughs> the word influencers, that's not the word I, I like to use, but there, there's true influence. There's true um, people that are trusting me to help them build their business. And I think I joke so much about getting fired from Best Burger and, and starting my business with a non-self-propelled mower. But I really think that those humble beginnings, it, it, it made me so sensitive to guys that are just starting that might not know all the stuff that I'm, I never want to be that guy. We all know those guys that they, they just show off and they think they got it all together in their lawn care business. And they just, they look down on the new guy. Right. You know what I mean? You know who I'm talking not, not yeah. I'm not talking about one person, but that's how a lot of guys in the industry are. They just think they're Joe cool. And the new guy, it's like, forget you kid. My heart's like, Hey, I want to help the rookies. I want to help the guys that are just getting started. And so 
long story short, telling somebody, well, just binge listen to all 500 in, in 25 podcasts I have. Maybe like 1% of the guys are going to go back and take months to listen to all the podcasts. But when I write a book, I'm able to summarize and concise and, and, and really bring all the points together and say, hey, read this book and you'll learn what not to do. Hey, read this book and you'll learn what Troy Clogg, Andy Mulder, Caleb Wallman are doing well. And so for me, it's a way to help. Uh, bring information together, make it tight and, 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 and to the point and present it in the form of a book. And lastly, the audiobook deal um, years ago, um, <clears throat> Keith Kalfas, I, I was, you know, I, I watch all kind of YouTube videos for Keith Kalfas. He's like, you got to watch audio book. You got to listen to audio book. Yeah. Jim James, referral engine. And he's naming yeah. all these authors I've never heard of. Like they're, they're kind of out there. Some of these audio books he listened to. He's like, yeah, listen, oh my gosh. Yeah, Jim Johnson and, and, and Jim Johnson. So I, I downloaded Jim Johnson, never heard of the guy. And the audiobook was called Referral Engine, something like that. And I was like, dang, this was good. And I started implementing it into my business. And then I started getting referrals. And then I started listening to Jim Collins, Good to Great. And then Mike McCallowitz. I think I listened to Profit First like four times. And I do it. I, ha- I have my different bank accounts and, and all because of an audiobook that I listened to. And so I was like, I know how important audiobooks have been in my life. Cause I listen to guys and then I do what they say. And it literally changes my business. Uh, Dave Ramsey, I, you know, pretty much listen to all of his books. He's got like seven or eight of them. Mike McCallowitz has six or seven of them. I mean, I, I just binge listen to all of them and uh, many, many, many others. And so I realized, Hey, I can make an audio book too. And, and share, you know, my little slice of the pie. Yeah. And so, um, before you can make an audio book though, you have to actually have a paperback book for, in Amazon um, in order for them to accept an audiobook. So yeah, I guess my goal from day one was I wanted to make an audiobook, but the path to get to an, an audiobook is you got to actually make a paperback book. So yeah, you got to get a sip of water there. <laughs> I feel like Caleb Allman. If you guys listen to him, oh, for like four months, the guy's that, dying on the yeah. face. Could someone give him a cough drop? Yeah, something. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I hear you. Um, so what, so, so obviously this, this was something that you thought about, um, but it was kind of like an evolution. Like it went from podcasting to like, you know, like, it, it, but you were probably listening to audiobooks before podcasting, right? Because you were mowing lawns oh, wait, and all that. Wait, yeah. Wait, when you're watching, you- I was listening to audiobooks 2015, I think is when I first started. And it's weird. Cause I'll remember, Oh, I remember when I was listening to that for Mike McCallow's book. Yeah. I'll literally remember whose backyard I was in when he said that, like that's, the way that's, audio connects with yep. the brain is crazy. Yeah, Your favorite all, song you'll connect with where you were in that moment that you heard this song for the first time. I mean, there's something about yeah. audio, like you said, it connects with the brain in a totally different way for it. So, so obviously it seems like all of those things came together. Like, you know, like you were listening to audiobooks and that was all cool, but I feel like you started podcasting and doing all that. And then you were like, Hey, wait a minute. And then it's just kind of like you had that aha moment and, and things started coming together and you wanted to do make your own book basically. Right. Yeah. I want to make my own audio book. Yeah. I talked to Mr. Producer about, uh, about it because I don't know how to do all that technology and, and Amazon ACX. I mean, the requirements like the dead air has to be a certain sound. I'm like, what do you mean it's dead air? <laughs> like you have to play like two seconds of dead air before you say chapter one. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, oh, exactly. World, they're, That's they're why you have to put it on one and a half times speed for your book, <laughs> I guess, right? So, so here's the deal. I, I'm reading through my reviews and it's like, uh, this guy's got a squealy voice. Like, man, the peanut gallery didn't, didn't take. Really? Really? Yeah. I thought it sounded great. I, I forget I, about I what those people that. said. I think it sounded great. Com- Thank you. It, it was a but great. Anyway, here's yeah. the solution. 
my next book, my third book, uh, Mr. Producer already committed to narrating it. So oh. uh, it will sound, it will sound crispy. Yeah. So, um, and, that's and that's kind of the, I don't want to get ahead of the second book, but we, we, we I kind of planned from the first moment to do a series of three, you know, my yeah. story, the story of what others are doing successful and then kind of tying it all together into a blueprint. So, yeah, that's exciting. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, so I also want to point out for those of you that, so like I said, there's a resource of the YouTube video uh, on my channel and get to know the pro that tells a whole bunch about your story, but you really go into all the nooks and crannies, all the backstories, a lot of what you just said, and then some in your first book. So for those that also really want to dive deep on all of your, um, you know, trials and tribulations and all the things that you learned along the way and chucking the truck, you know, mentality and all these kind of things and growing with the community and, finding YouTube and, and brotherhood and all that stuff. That's, that's basically what your first book is, is all about. And, and, and what you learn from all of that, which obviously can help everyone. I mean, I learned some things from listening to the book too, even though a lot of it, like you said, I was a part of those stories. So it was kind of cool listening yeah. to them, but there was still thing, little takeaways here and there from that. Maybe I didn't hear about, or, or maybe it was something that was a good refresher. So not only is it good for, for business, but it also really goes deep diving into your life. That's very realistic and relatable to a lot of folks that start out just like you. Yeah, the biggest compliment I got on the first book was Johnny Moe, who I binge watched Johnny Moe. He sits in his basement with the New York Jets thing. Yeah. He's, you know, Labor Day, got to have your winner fun by Labor Day. Just these things I learned from him. And uh, he he said that he learned something that I shared about billing. And I gave the example of McDonald's. Like, you go to McDonald's, you order, then you pay. Right. You get your food. You don't even think twice about it. Right. And so why don't we have our lawn care businesses where they order and then they pay and then we come and we do the service. Like, and actually that's, you know, what I eventually got confident doing and, and successfully did. And he's like, man, you made that sound so easy. And, um, cause a lot of the guys they'll place the order, come cut my grass, you'll cut their grass. And then you're chasing down checks in the mail. And, and <laughs> right. we, all know the, we all know the hassle of that. So right. I had some slow payers and no payers. And eventually I realized, no, we're going to, we're going to, change this up to card on file and um, prepay. And and so um, anyway, that, that was book one, but Naylor, I'm really excited for um, book two because it, it captures the stories of guys who are really successful in this industry and, and what they're doing well. So, yeah, what, what um, I'm excited as well. I can't wait for the audiobook to come out so I can listen to it. I just don't have, I don't have the time like a lot of guys to 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 sit down and read the book, but which it does come in handy. What I found is like Profit First, Mike Michalowicz, things like that, like really good books that you I kind of listen to them over and over again. It's yeah, actually yeah. kind of good to actually still get a, a copy of it because then you can kind of use it as almost like a notebook. You know what I mean? This way you're not jotting notes down in your phone or trying to remember things that you heard because when it's that business driven, you know, you want to highlight things, take notes or whatever. So even though you might say, Oh, well, I don't have time to sit down and read. Well, you could still get the book in addition to listening to the book. So this way you can, you know, you can go back through and make notes and highlight things so you can use for quick reference later, because it's not as easy to do that on the audiobook. You can make bookmarks and all that kind of stuff, but it's still sometimes better to have the actual book. But so I'm excited for the audiobook, And also because you narrate it, it's cool to just listen to it's It's like listening to an extended podcast because you're just talking about your story or in this case, different business practices that you've learned along the way and things like that. So it's really 
Um, it's just really fun just listening to you. And then if Mr. Producer does uh, book number three, he's awesome listening to him too. So it's just it's just great, e- easy listening. So I'm I'm definitely excited about that. But what what I wanted to ask also what what have you, did you learn from book one to book two? Was there anything that you kind of stepped up or, or adjusted to, or that you un- weren't expecting? If you haven't registered for the GIE Plus Expo 2021, then you can still save 50% off your registration with code VIPLCR. Again, just go ahead and enter in VIPLCR in the coupon code section, or you can click the link in the show notes of this podcast on the app that you're listening to. There's a link, you click on it for the GIE Plus Expo registration and you get 50% off. When you made the first book, like, and then you were going in the second book, what, what things, or were there anything that you were like, man, I didn't, you know, that first book was blank and, you know, like I need to adjust this or do that or whatever. Yeah. Reference to it earlier. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are are kind of go getter. Give me the key point. Give me the key point. Give me the key point. And so they'd rather just look at the end of the chapter. Here's the bullet point about how do you have a championship culture it's like, boom, okay, I got it, got it. Give me the next one. Oh, <laughs> right, you know, that's, right. and so I think that was one meat and potato that I added is I actually gave a takeaway question and I took it a step further. It's like, I don't want to just give you the bullet point. I want to make an application to you. So it's like, for example, because we both multiple times listened to Mike McCallum's Profit First, it'd be one thing to listen to that book. And for those of you who haven't listened, you don't know what I'm talking about. But then it's a whole other thing to actually go and open an operational expense, an income expense, a tax account, right. and have the different bank accounts and actually do it. Right. And so I was like, how can I present it in a way where it's like, okay, here's what Andy Mulder's doing. Uh, for example, he uh, on uh, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, he does his quotes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he does family time. He's home for dinner. And so, and then Saturdays is dadder day. So... <laughs> how that's what he's doing. Well, how can I word it in a way where now I'm challenging the reader or the listener on the audiobook to carve out time for your wife and family while running your business. And, and, and so I think those questions at the end of the chapter was a, was a huge um, win. And also I, I shared some excerpts because we've had so many memorable moments on the podcast. My most downloaded podcast was episode 200 where Brian and Liz Fullerton both started crying on my show and um, they shared their story of how they paid off this mountain of debt. They literally ripped up, Liz ripped up the family's dreams yeah. and threw them on the floor. And Brian comes in behind, picks them up, puts them in a Ziploc bag, puts it on the refrigerator. And the, the family dream was Fullerton House 2020. Well, I'm sitting in their family room the week after they uh, closed on getting their dream house. So it was now a reality and they were telling the story of how they got there. And they both were crying. I mean, I cried. All three of us cried. And it was a powerful moment on the on the podcast. Well, my podcast now is on episode 500 and something. So it's not like there's going to be a lot of people that will never have had that experience to, to listen to that show in real time. So I actually shared some excerpts of that podcast in the book, which was a cool improvement um, where I kind of mixed in the podcast into the book. And then actually, like, you know, I think it's chapter five where, you know, say Liz Fullerton and I'll share a paragraph or two of what she shared, what she shared. And then Fullerton, an excerpt, I guess, is what they call it in English. class. Yeah. yeah. And that's the other thing. Um, You know, I wasn't in school. I wasn't like, you know, 
adjective, verb, pronoun. You know, I, I was more, you know, thinking about when's recess. You know, I, I wasn't right. like a third, like, oh, let's yeah. write an adjective or yeah. a pronoun. Let's write an essay. <laughs> yeah, no, forget about it. So I would sit there and negotiate with my teacher, like, what's the point? You know, I, I, that's a whole nother story. I, I can probably share that one right now. But my point was, that wasn't like my scholarly thing. It was just, I want to help people. And so I just kind of have to work around my elementary, you know, authorship or whatever. Right. It's, I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just share my story. And so it's really cool because Mr. Producer helps edit it. And I've never shared this with anybody else, but I used to live on 35 acres with a family who's very, very, very wealthy. And um, I got to live in their mansion with them for a couple of years. And it was, it was an awesome experience. I had my own little part of the house and all this, but they owned a publishing company. So I was always around the printing press and the books and, and talking about the whole process of a, you know, a big publishing company. It's been around for decades. And so I was um, subconsciously on the fringes of them always talking about the publishing world and, and books. And I think writing a book seems so intimidating. Like if you just ask someone listening right now, Hey, do you want to write a book? It's like, where do you even start? You know what I mean? Yeah. So little did I know by living there and just, you know, I wouldn't like be intrusive, but they'd be at dinner talking about whatever work story happened with the publishing company. And I was just, I just started to learn the process and, and uh, get acquainted with books and writing books and publishing books and all this stuff. So that when it went time for me to write mine, I was like, I can do this. This, you know, I got it. I'm going to do it. And, and so it really helped me to um, realize that this was something that I could accomplish rather than being this, you know, huge intimidating thing, like writing a paper in school. It's like, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, That's and writing the... books, like writing 10 papers, you know, what right. I mean? 15 papers. So it's like, right. Yeah. So I, I totally get it for sure, because that's, that's why I was asking, like, how, how did we get here? You know, how do we get to this point? But it seems like a lot of things in your life have kind of pushed you in the right direction, prepared you for this. And one thing I'll say, Paul, is that you definitely, you have a knack for intentionally or unintentionally, probably both of surrounding yourself with key people that have really helped you in your life, you know, whether it be Mr. Producer that wasn't your producer or you didn't even have that idea in your brain when you first met Mr. Producer, right? You know what I mean? We were just friends. Friends, yeah, yeah. working at the radio we were, station, we were, you know? Yeah, friends at the radio station. And, and yeah, I thought was, his jokes were hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I just enjoyed his friendship. And then we, we you know, we talk 80% of our conversation was about football. Yeah. You know, we didn't, we didn't talk about lawn care, podcasting, or that, that stuff wasn't even on the radar. We were just friends. Uh, right. Contrary to what some people think, they they, they think Mr. Producer is real. Until right. Week ago. <laughs> but um, he was my friend for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that, I, that's just one of many examples. And you, you know, I give a lot of credit to you because before I was an influencer, I was just a lawn bro. And I still don't know how I got into your atmosphere ecosystem <laughs> of, of guys, you know, I, long story short. You introduced me to guys that are doing, you know, a million dollars a year in revenue, $600,000 yeah. a year in revenue. And, and, you know, here I am, when I crossed a hundred thousand in revenue, I thought I was like, I was like, you know, oh, six figures. I do six figures. You know, yeah, I yeah, yeah. six figures. <laughs> and and uh, then you start introducing me to guys that did, I mean, six figures is a hundred thousand and nine hundred thousand. Right. Oh, That's a big figures, difference. You know? Yeah. So, but, but guys that are doing 600,000 a year think way differently 
than guys that are doing 100 to 150. And so you started introducing me to some of these guys that were at a whole nother level than me and just getting to have those conversations and, and learn business from guys that were further along than me. It stretched me and I got to be friends with you, Naylor, and, and many other people before I was an influencer. So it's like, I still can't compute how all that, like how in the world you guys even included me. Cause now, you know, once you're, once you have a podcast or whatever, you get invited and you get to be whatever. But right. back then, you know, I, I didn't have nothing. Well, you know, what but, I mean? but, but, but you did, Paul, you had your character, you had your personality, you had yourself. So you were on everyone's radar, Blake, B&B Lawn Care, we, you know, uh, Geek to Freak, Greg Chisholm, we all remember you because you were intentional in commenting on our videos. You always had kind words and nice, uplifting, motivating things to say. You would all, I still remember some of your first comments on my super early videos, you know, like nice video rook or something, you know what I mean? Like it was always some, you know, quick or, or, you know, a couple of sentences, whatever it was, it was just always positive and you were very intentional to the point where we all remembered you. Hey, it's Paul Jameson, Paul Jameson. And then I think you (laughs) popped up on Snapchat or something when that became a thing. And, and we, you know, like all of a sudden it was like, Hey, you know what? And you just kind of start connecting with people. And, you know, you were, you were like the super fan, you know, you were the super fan of the community. So we fan or or even super friend, like I was just friend you guys, cause I watched all your videos. I didn't have any audience. I didn't have a, I didn't have a big YouTube channel or Instagram or anything like that, but I was, I was watching you guys and and I felt like you were my friends cause I watched your videos all the time. I'd make comments. And I remember one day I on Instagram and I, I sent uh, Greg Chisholm like some DM, you know, just right. whatever. Like, I think he was watching the St. Louis hockey game or whatever. And I was like, go, whatever, go team, you know, whatever. The yeah. St. Louis blues or whatever they are. Yeah. And he, he sends me a, a DM video back and he's, he's like, Hey Paul, you know, he's watching the games. I hope you're doing well. And I'm sitting there and I open it and I'm like, <laughs> I like, I mean, my heart's all racing. I'm like, you know, like my favorite YouTuber just DM me like yeah. a video. And then I, and I DM back and, he, and then next thing we know, we're like friends. We're like, is, you know, is that, have a good night. Like, I'm like uh, starstruck, but I'm like, he's like my friend. Like, yeah, it was just bizarre. Yeah. So, but I think that you were, but, but that just shows that you were intentional, right? I mean, you, it, it, it's just a lot of people will send DMs and comment and all that. And, and, and sometimes things develop out of that. And sometimes they don't, but I just think that you were intentional, your character, your spirit, everything about you, I just think was, is always connected in the right, in the right ways. And I feel like you're following the right path. Like, you know, you, whatever, however you feel, whatever you hear internally, and you just keep heading that course and, and doors just keep opening for you. So, and, and like I said, you're always surrounded or you surround yourself by the right people, you know, and that have helped you along the way. And then now you're in a place where you can help other people. You can give back and pay it forward and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's really exciting. It's exciting times for you and for our industry, for our community. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, Paul, and I'm happy to, to, to see what's happened. And I look forward to continuing to follow your, your story as you keep on growing, keep making those books. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Rook. And I, to tie it into the book real quick, I yeah. did write about that in the book. It's, you said it was intentional, unintentional, you know, maybe a mixture of both, but I actually did write about that in the book because uh, talking about audiobooks, I, w- I used to listen multiple times to um, Jim Collins. Cause once you get a credit on audible, you can go back and listen to the book. Once you get it as many times as you want. Right. And, um, Jim Collins talks about first who, then what, and, and meaning get the right people on your bus. Like your bus is your business, right? Get the, get the right people around you, the who, 
And then you can take on anything rather than just being focused on the what. And I give some examples of that. And I actually talk about it in the book. And so I definitely think like I recognize, I'll just tie this into Mr. Producer. I recognize this before any of us even knew of his services of podcast production. Cause that wasn't even a thing back then. You know what I mean? Um, but I recognize like this guy is, I, and I think I even mentioned about him to other people like this guy's work ethic. He's the kind of guy that always on time, he actually gets to work quite early. And then he always does. He just does such a good job. Like even as a, as a coworker, I'll be like kind of nervous around him, like never to cut a corner or to like, you know, just to be like professional. And he, he, he brought out the best in me. And so just realizing, okay, I want to, I want to link arms with this guy. He, this guy's going places. And then you fast forward. And the next thing you know, now he does all of our podcasts and, and makes it, he's changing lives really. Cause there's so many people that listen to our podcast yeah. on a daily basis that he makes sound good. And so it's just like, th- there was some intentionality to it. When you recognize somebody's got integrity character, they're a good person, you know, really syncing up with them. Cause you never know when, when something will open down the road. So. Absolutely. Well, Paul, where can everyone find your new book? I know like the audiobook's not available right now yet. The the regular book is sold out, but the ebook's always available because it's electronic. Hey, okay. download, yeah, but, right? uh, so by the time folks are listening to this, the paperback book is back in stock. Yeah. Well, um, but it's selling it. so fast that it you know keeps getting out of stock and then it comes back. Well, they gotta restock listen, listen, it. <laughs> I've I've been talking to Amazon. It's I've been talking to Amazon. Yeah. Right? You want to make sure that it stays in and, stock. Right? Yeah. We're, it, this thing's going to be in circulation. All you right. Know, you, you cannot guarantee that best business practices for landscapers. All you got to do is go to Amazon and type in Paul Jameson, best business practices for landscapers and one click of the button. Uh, you know, you know, Amazon makes it so easy. You just click one or two clicks and then next thing you know, it'll be at your front door. Um, the audio book should be out. I don't know what, what day you're going to play this episode, but um, when I submitted my book to be on Amazon, they said it will be 10 business days until the audio book's up. Okay. So, so that should be soon. Yeah. Yeah. The first time around when I, my first book came out, it was a 30 business day period. Right. So they must have really increased efficiencies over there. Yeah. Well, well, well yeah, that, that, or because you already did one. So now you oh, kind of, cause that's how it that, is. Yeah. That's how it is with that YouTube. That makes a lot of sense. That's how it is yeah. with YouTube. When, when you haven't had any kind of, you know, uh, infractions and all that stuff. It just, it's a lot quicker so for when you to Mike get McCallis puts out a book. They're, not, it oh, yeah. they're like, okay, <laughs> right. he's good for it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, the, the, the audio book may be available by the time you're listening to this, but for sure the paperback and like Gary Vaynerchuk says, cause he puts out all his content for free and he's like, he, I think his first or second book was called jab, 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 right hook. Meaning you give, and this doesn't matter if you're, you're in lawn maintenance or right. enhancement or podcast, YouTube, whatever. You give, 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 and then ask. You give, 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 and you ask. And so, you know, I Monday through Friday, I give, 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 give. And the next one, give, 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 give. We make a podcast every day for free, and we put it out there. And so, you know, once or twice a year, I ask, if, if I've been a blessing to you, would you consider um, supporting Mr. Producer and I, the Green Street Podcast? And not just get one copy, but but buy two or three. And then, if you know, if you know um, – a launch, a entrepreneur as Fortune calls them, you know, Christmas or whenever, just gift the book to a friend or someone and uh, it can help give them a boost. 
Sounds good. Well, thank you, Paul, for being on the show. Make sure you guys head on over to Amazon and get the best business practices for landscapers. Uh, if you, when the audiobook comes out, or it's probably going to be out by by the time you hear this, go on your, you know, aud- like Audible or you know wherever you get your audiobooks and and download that. I know I will be doing that. I'll be looking forward to listening to that while I'm cutting that grass and making that cash. Yes, sir. And and I, I you're mentioned in the book too, so I don't want to give it away, but you you will be uh, smiling when you get a shot, big big shout out. Oh, thanks. Well, I, geez, man, how many shout outs can I get you? I was in your stories in the first book, so that was fun to listen to, you know, and reminisce. So I appreciate that. But I mean, the checks in the mail. <laughs> I'll be sending you the check in the mail, Paul. Thanks for the shout outs, or maybe I'll leave it under your grill. <laughs> <laughs> all right well thanks thanks for 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 uh joining me tonight and uh thank you guys for listening we will catch you on the next one this is lawn care rookie signing off hey guys don't forget to check out gps track it by calling 855-930-2323 or clicking the link in the show description i'm going to be using this for my own fleet so i'll be reporting letting you guys know how how it goes and my thoughts and opinions on it but it's definitely something i've been looking at for my business as i grow so i can keep track of my fleet uh, i can save money cut down on fuel costs etc so make sure you go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see for yourself if this is something that you want to Uh, check out yourself and and use as well as following along on my journey while I report back as I'm using it. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.